grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Happy Advent. That was great. Friends, we are here to worship the living God, so let us be called together to worship as we read responsively from the first chapter of the Gospel according to Luke. Our souls magnify the Lord, and our spirits rejoice in God our Savior. His mercy is on those who fear Him from generation to generation. He has held His servant to Israel in remembrance of His mercy. Friends, let us worship the living God. Friends, it's sometimes easy to slide into habits that would take us away from the center, which is good and beautiful. We eat our pain and we drink our regrets. We despair and we resent. Our opinions matter most and we choose being right sometimes over relationship. This holy season, let God call us back to the center where all is calm and all is bright. Let's go to God in confession. Holy God, in this holiday season, we feel the creeping hustle and bustle that pushes you to the side. We feel the burden of lists and obligations that drain our joy and dull our spirit. We see the flurry of holiday bargains that know not of the holy day that is to come. So we pray, come, Lord Jesus, come. Come and make your presence known and felt. Come and open our hearts to the unexpected moments of joy. Come and bring your peace into our troubled world and your love into our lives through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. 
Hear us, O oh God, as we now take a moment in this silence to lift up all those things that trouble us, that weigh us down, that keep us and withhold us from you. Amen. Amen. Friends, hope and peace and love and joy has come down to live among us. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. of God, as we prepare to greet one another, we invite our fifth grade and younger to uh, go to the back and meet your Sunday school leaders there, and the rest of us will say a good morning. the gracious deeds of the Lord, the praiseworthy acts of the Lord, because of all that the Lord has done for us, and the great favor to the house of Israel that he has shown them according to his mercy, according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he said, surely they are my people, children who will not deal falsely. And he became their savior in all their distress. It was no messenger or angel, but his presence that saved them. In his love and in his pity, he remembered them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. On this second day of Advent, as we prepare to mark the arrival of the Messiah into human history, we light the candle of love. We remember that of the Father's love, he is begotten. Ere the worlds began to be, he is Alpha and Omega. He is the source, the ending heat of the things that are, that have been, and the future years shall see, evermore and evermore. We worship him through our love for each other. Thank you, Deal family. Friends, this is a frantically busy time of year. In Jan's prayer, we were encouraged to be at peace. So we're going to learn how to be at peace and also still be frantically busy. How does that sound? <laughs> Let me share with you a bit about what is going on in the life of this congregation as we celebrate this special season. First of all, tonight at 7 p.m., this choir plus a couple hundred other singers that are joining with them and a brass band of 40 or 50, something like that, Juan, are going to be presenting our traditional Christmas concert be here a little bit early if you want to have your choice of a seat. 
will celebrate. We're looking forward to that. Our women's Christmas luncheon is this coming Wednesday, and I have good news and bad news. Which do you want first? <laughs> the good news is that we'll have our annual Christmas women's luncheon this Wednesday. The bad news is, is that if you do not already have your ticket for that, you are not able to come. Because of our need to produce the meal in a particular sort of way, we'll have to be fairly strict about that. Juan, it occurred to me that what I should have done was bought about 10 tickets ahead of time, and I could have scalped them for an incredible amount of money. Oh well, there we are. Saturday at noon at the San Diego Rescue Mission downtown, you have an opportunity to put some elbow grease into your love of Christ by helping serve a meal to the residents there. If you'd like to learn more about that, contact Gretchen, our missions director. Next Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock, we're going to give everyone an opportunity to sing as much as you would like as we sing not only some of the wonderful carols of Christmas, but also some of the great other music of Christmas that we all love to sing. You're going to have a chance to sing a little bit this morning, too, but more about that later on. Three o'clock in the afternoon, we'll be in the Fellowship Center. We'll have some refreshments. We'll have things for the kids to do, but especially we're going to be singing together, so come and be part of that. No reservation required, no ticket required, but if you want to pay me, that's okay, too. <laughs> Our deadline for receiving your dedications for poinsettias is tomorrow. So if you want to have your name in the bulletin and help provide the poinsettias that will appear in worship next week, find one of the red forms at the visitor table out on the patio. On December 23rd, Saturday at 9 o'clock in the morning over in the Fellowship Center, we'll be making about 2,000 luminarias. If you know how to take a small cup of sand and pour it into a small paper bag, then you are qualified for this event. Come and join with us in that. We'll be here about an hour. On Christmas Eve, which is a Sunday, we'll have one service in the morning at 10 o'clock. It'll be a contemporary service. Then at 2 o'clock, we'll have a service that is particularly geared towards the needs and celebrations of children. At 4 and at 6, we'll have a service with our choir, with the bells, with brass, the whole deal. At 11 o'clock, we'll have a more contemplative style service that ends with communion. You are welcome to come to all of them if you'd like. The following day, on the 25th of December, you are invited to come down to Mission Bay and participate in our branch barbecue as we help serve a meal to folks there who do not have homes. That's a great way, by the way, to celebrate the true meaning of Christmas. And then I would remind you that our alternative market continues for the next week or so. If you'd like to participate in that special form of mission, visit the table outside. One final note. And that is that you will notice some beautiful gold and blue flowers in the sanctuary with us as well as in the narthex. And gold and blue are not necessarily Advent liturgical colors, but they are colors that have special religious significance, I've learned, to people from the University of Michigan, right? <laughs> Go figure. Woody McAndrew, whose life we celebrated yesterday, was a mission guy. So these are from his service, and we, can we continue to celebrate and pray for the McAndrew family. I'd like to invite Bob and Sandy to join me here at the baptismal font. Sandy Bosley and Bob Miller are here for the sacrament of baptism as well as the reaffirmation of the baptismal covenant in the Church of Jesus Christ. When we gather, we remember these words of Jesus, who said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, 
teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always to the close of the age. And so, friends, obeying the word of our Lord Jesus, we baptize those whom he calls to be his own. In Jesus, God promises to forgive our sins and joins us together in the family of faith, which is his church. He delivers us from darkness and transfers us to the kingdom of his beloved Son. In Jesus, God promises to be our Father and to welcome us as brothers and sisters of Christ. Sandy, in presenting yourself for baptism, you announce your faith in Jesus Christ and you show that you want to study him, know him, love him, and serve him as his chosen disciple. Now show your purpose by answering these questions. Who is your Lord and Savior? Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Do you trust in him? I do. And do you intend to be his disciple, to obey his word, and to show his love? I do. Our Lord Jesus Christ ordered us to teach those who are baptized. Do you, the people of the village church, promise to tell Sandy this good news of the gospel, to help her know all that Christ commands, and by your fellowship, to strengthen her family ties with the household of God. Do you? Bob, you are here to make a public profession of faith before this assembled congregation, and then to reaffirm the baptismal covenant into which you are baptized. Do you therefore then reaffirm the covenant that was made for you by your parents and a congregation long ago as you continue your journey with Jesus? Do you? I do. We rejoice for you that you once again have declared your faith in Christ and that you desire to share with us in our common ministry. Join me in prayer. O oh God, we thank you for your faithfulness promised in this sacrament, and we thank you for the hope that we have in your Son, Jesus. As we baptize with water, baptize us with Holy Spirit, so that what we say may be your word, and what we do may be your work. By your power, may we be made one with Christ our Lord in common faith and purpose. Amen. Tell me your Christian name. Sandra Bosley. Sandra, this is very cold water. <laughs> she was worried about her hair. You and I need to have a chat. <laughs> this water represents for us many things. We remember that God's Spirit moved over the face of the waters to create the dry land as our home. We remember that God delivered Hebrew slaves through the waters of the Red Sea as He led them on their wilderness journey, and then He led them through the waters of the Jordan River as He led them into the Promised Land, into their home. We remember as well that Jesus commanded us to baptize those who believe in Him and we baptize with simple water. And so now, Sandra, I baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've only recently started attending this congregation, so you might not know of my tradition. <laughs> but, but sometimes we break with tradition. And so on behalf of the brothers and sisters of this congregation and of the Christian church, everywhere. I welcome you into the fellowship of Jesus Christ. God bless you. We're glad to have you too. <laughs>
Pray with me. Almighty God, we thank you for choosing to add to our number these disciples of Jesus. We thank you for the promise of redeemed life, of renewed life, of abundant life that we have as we follow Jesus. And we would pray then for Sandy, that by our fellowship you would encourage and strengthen her, that by her service we would similarly be encouraged and strengthened. We thank you for Bob and for all the gifts of ministry and history with the church that he brings. And we thank you that in your eyes we are all your children. We thank you for the family that we share in the life of this church. And thank you for these two new members. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, friends, as this next song is being sung for us, we will take a few moments to present our tithes and offerings to the living God as the ushers come forward to wait upon us.
Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Happy Advent. That was great. Friends, we are here to worship the living God, so let us be called together to worship as we read responsively from the first chapter of the Gospel according to Luke. Our souls magnify the Lord, and our spirits rejoice in God our Savior. His mercy is on those who fear Him from generation to generation. Friends, let us worship the living God. Friends, it's sometimes easy to slide into habits that would take us away from the center, which is good and beautiful. We eat our pain and we drink our regrets. We despair and we resent. Our opinions matter most and we choose being right sometimes over relationship. This holy season, let God call us back to the center where all is calm and all is bright. Let's go to God in confession. Holy God, in this holiday season, we feel the creeping hustle and bustle that pushes you to the side. We feel the burden of lists and obligations that drain our joy and dull our spirit. We see the flurry of holiday bargains that know not of the holy day that is to come. So we pray, come, Lord Jesus, come. Come and make your presence known and felt. Come and open our hearts to the unexpected moments of joy. Come and bring your peace into our troubled world and your love into our lives through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. 
Hear us, O oh God, as we now take a moment in this silence to lift up all those things that trouble us, that weigh us down, that keep us and withhold us from you. Amen. Friends, hope and peace and love and joy has come down to live among us. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. of God, as we prepare to greet one another, we invite our fifth grade and younger to uh, go to the back and meet your Sunday school leaders there, and the rest of us will say a good morning. the gracious deeds of the Lord, the praiseworthy acts of the Lord, because of all that the Lord has done for us, and the great favor to the house of Israel that he has shown them according to his mercy, according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he said, surely they are my people, children who will not deal falsely, and he became their savior in all their distress. It was no messenger or angel, but his presence that saved them. In his love and in his pity, he remembered them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. On this second day of Advent, as we prepare to mark the arrival of the Messiah into human history, we light the candle of love. We remember that of the Father's love, he is begotten. Ere the worlds began to be, he is Alpha and Omega. He is the source, the ending heat of the things that are, that have been, and the future years shall see, evermore and evermore. We worship him through our love for each other. Thank you, Deal family. Friends, this is a frantically busy time of year. In Jan's prayer, we were encouraged to be at peace. So we're going to learn how to be at peace and also still be frantically busy. How does that sound? <laughs> Let me share with you a bit about what is going on in the life of this congregation as we celebrate this special season. First of all, tonight at 7 p.m., this choir plus a couple hundred other singers that are joining with them and a brass band of 40 or 50, something like that, Juan, are going to be presenting our traditional Christmas concert be here a little bit early if you want to have your choice of a seat. 
will celebrate. We're looking forward to that. Our women's Christmas luncheon is this coming Wednesday, and I have good news and bad news. Which do you want first? <laughs> the good news is that we'll have our annual Christmas women's luncheon this Wednesday. The bad news is, is that if you do not already have your ticket for that, you are not able to come. Because of our need to produce the meal in a particular sort of way, we'll have to be fairly strict about that. Juan, it occurred to me that what I should have done was bought about 10 tickets ahead of time, and I could have scalped them for an incredible amount of money. Oh well, there we are. Saturday at noon at the San Diego Rescue Mission downtown, you have an opportunity to put some elbow grease into your love of Christ by helping serve a meal to the residents there. If you'd like to learn more about that, contact Gretchen, our missions director. Next Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock, we're going to give everyone an opportunity to sing as much as you would like as we sing not only some of the wonderful carols of Christmas, but also some of the great other music of Christmas that we all love to sing. You're going to have a chance to sing a little bit this morning, too, but more about that later on. Three o'clock in the afternoon, we'll be in the Fellowship Center. We'll have some refreshments. We'll have things for the kids to do, but especially we're going to be singing together, so come and be part of that. No reservation required, no ticket required, but if you want to pay me, that's okay, too. <laughs> Our deadline for receiving your dedications for poinsettias is tomorrow. So if you want to have your name in the bulletin and help provide the poinsettias that will appear in worship next week, find one of the red forms at the visitor table out on the patio. On December 23rd, Saturday, at 9 o'clock in the morning over in the Fellowship Center, we'll be making about 2,000 luminarias. If you know how to take a small cup of sand and pour it into a small paper bag, then you are qualified for this event. Come and join with us in that. We'll be here about an hour. On Christmas Eve, which is a Sunday, we'll have one service in the morning at 10 o'clock. It'll be a contemporary service. Then at 2 o'clock, we'll have a service that is particularly geared towards the needs and celebrations of children. At 4 and at 6, we'll have a service with our choir, with the bells, with brass, the whole deal. At 11 o'clock, we'll have a more contemplative style service that ends with communion. You are welcome to come to all of them if you'd like. The following day, on the 25th of December, you are invited to come down to Mission Bay and participate in our branch barbecue as we help serve a meal to folks there who do not have homes. That's a great way, by the way, to celebrate the true meaning of Christmas. And then I would remind you that our alternative market continues for the next week or so. If you'd like to participate in that special form of mission, visit the table outside. One final note. And that is that you will notice some beautiful gold and blue flowers in the sanctuary with us as well as in the narthex. And gold and blue are not necessarily Advent liturgical colors, but they are colors that have special religious significance, I've learned, to people from the University of Michigan, right? <laughs> Go figure. Woody McAndrew, whose life we celebrated yesterday, was a mission guy. So these are from his service, and we, can we continue to celebrate and pray for the McAndrew family. I'd like to invite Bob and Sandy to join me here at the baptismal font. Sandy Bosley and Bob Miller are here for the sacrament of baptism as well as the reaffirmation of the baptismal covenant in the Church of Jesus Christ. When we gather, we remember these words of Jesus, who said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, 
teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always to the close of the age. And so, friends, obeying the word of our Lord Jesus, we baptize those whom he calls to be his own. In Jesus, God promises to forgive our sins and joins us together in the family of faith, which is his church. He delivers us from darkness and transfers us to the kingdom of his beloved Son. In Jesus, God promises to be our Father and to welcome us as brothers and sisters of Christ. Sandy, in presenting yourself for baptism, you announce your faith in Jesus Christ and you show that you want to study him, know him, love him, and serve him as his chosen disciple. Now show your purpose by answering these questions. Who is your Lord and Savior? Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Do you trust in him? I do. And do you intend to be his disciple, to obey his word, and to show his love? Our Lord Jesus Christ ordered us to teach those who are baptized. Do you, the people of the village church, promise to tell Sandy this good news of the gospel, to help her know all that Christ commands, and by your fellowship to strengthen her family ties with the household of God? Do you? Bob, you are here to make a public profession of faith before this assembled congregation, and then to reaffirm the baptismal covenant into which you are baptized. Do you therefore then reaffirm the covenant that was made for you by your parents and a congregation long ago as you continue your journey with Jesus? Do you? I do. We rejoice for you that you once again have declared your faith in Christ and that you desire to share with us in our common ministry. Join me in prayer. O oh God, we thank you for your faithfulness promised in this sacrament, and we thank you for the hope that we have in your Son, Jesus. As we baptize with water, baptize us with Holy Spirit, so that what we say may be your word, and what we do may be your work. By your power, May we be made one with Christ our Lord in common faith and purpose. Amen. Tell me your Christian name. Sandra Bosley. Sandra, this is very cold water. <laughs> <laughs> She was worried about her hair. <laughs> you and I need to have a chat. <laughs> this water represents for us many things. We remember that God's Spirit moved over the face of the waters to create the dry land as our home. We remember that God delivered Hebrew slaves through the waters of the Red Sea as He led them on their wilderness journey. And then he led them through the waters of the Jordan River as he led them into the promised land, into their home. We remember as well that Jesus commanded us to baptize those who believe in him, and we baptize with simple water. And so now, Sandra, I baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, In the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've only recently started attending this congregation, so you might not know of my tradition. <laughs> but but sometimes we break with tradition. <laughs> And so on behalf of the brothers and sisters of this congregation and of the Christian church everywhere, I welcome you into the fellowship of Jesus Christ. God bless you. We're glad to have you too. <laughs>
Pray with me. Almighty God, we thank you for choosing to add to our number these disciples of Jesus. We thank you for the promise of redeemed life, of renewed life, of abundant life that we have as we follow Jesus. And we would pray then for Sandy, that by our fellowship you would encourage and strengthen her, that by her service we would similarly be encouraged and strengthened. We thank you for Bob and for all the gifts of ministry and history with the church that he brings. And we thank you that in your eyes we are all your children. We thank you for the family that we share in the life of this church. And thank you for these two new members. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, friends, as this next song is being sung for us, we will take a few moments to present our tithes and offerings to the living God as the ushers come forward to wait upon us.
Please be seated. What a gift we've been given today already. We've been given the gift of a new day to open our eyes and look around us, to enjoy the world and see new faces and friends, to love and to worship. And all of this has been a gift in just the moments when we've been awake so far. So be present to this moment, it is a gift. To be present here, let go of your distractions and all the things that would take you away from talking to God in these next few moments. Let's go to God in prayer. Oh God, this bright and brilliant and elegant, ragged-edged tapestry of the human family so beautifully connected by the golden thread of your grace and the silver needle of your mercy. This family is our engagement. It's our place of longing. It is our worry and it is our joy. It is our embodied belonging and quite often, Lord, it is our undoing. How you must weep for the despair of your people even as we're surrounded with every good and beautiful gift, how you must nod your head with understanding and patiently thread our shattered hearts into wholeness over and over again. Your abiding spirit, the archetype of a mother who sees and listens and knows, and a father who shields and bends and carries, moved by love and ignited with compassion. So we come as your children with praise and thanksgiving for you are loving and kind and gentle. And then in this mystery, you have come to us as a child with such a deep knowing of the road that we walk and the lives that we live. What a holy connection, what a human empathy. Renew the story of your coming, O oh God, into our hearts. Because we know that in each heart lies a Bethlehem, an inn where we must ultimately answer whether there is room or not. Help us, Lord, even to make room. Compel us to clean out the clutter and the pain and the grievances and the shadows that take up too much space, that pushes out all the holy light and makes our living so small. We know and we will testify that angels still appear to those ready to receive blessings despite the barren impossibility of their lives and that blessings still come to those who believe that nothing is impossible in the hand of God. And Mary still gives birth and not just every advent but Mary still gives birth each day to this child who advents into hearts unexpectedly and forever. We know that doors still slam in the ends of this world and Herods still plot to kill and deserts and darkness still threaten our safety, but you, you, Lord Jesus, are our living savior, our victorious and triumphant and overcoming Lord. And in your generous grace and most surprising plan, in spite of war and terror, Mary gives birth to the Prince of Peace. And in spite of hunger, Mary gives birth to the bread of life. And in spite of lost sheep, Mary gives birth to the Good Shepherd. In spite of hearts pregnant with hatred, Mary, Mary gives birth to love. And even as we cry out with joy, we know that it's not done, it's not over. This birthing is not finished. The blessings continue. And oh God, you are just beginning. We anticipate with joy our life together, Holy One. Hear us as with one voice we pray the prayer your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Our first reading is from the book of First Chronicles, chapter 17, verses 9 and 10. I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them so that they may live in their own place and be disturbed no more, and evildoers shall wear them down no more as they did formerly from the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel. And I will subdue all your enemies. Moreover, I declare to you that the Lord will build you a house. And now, from the Gospel according to John, chapter 1, starting at verse 14. And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. <coughs> Excuse me. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. And now listen to this third verse from the 21st chapter of Revelation. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as their God, and they will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. The word of the Lord. Last Monday, six days ago, the entire Baca family, Helen and I. <laughs> I don't know where the kids and grandkids were. We spent the whole day and most of the night decorating our home for Christmas, and it's really never done. But we dedicated that whole day to decorating the house. And I need to follow up with you um, about something that happened because last year you might remember that I told you the story about how we set up this beautiful nativity.